the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. What should be, listen, what should be our attitude towards the gifts of the Spirit? We should earnestly desire the gifts of the Spirit. Earnestly desire. The phrase earnestly desire, it means to burn with zeal. To burn with zeal. To burn with zeal for the gifts of the Spirit. Paul uses the same phrase over in chapter 14. Do the gifts of the Spirit make a difference in your life? Have you thought about them at all in, say, the last week? Pastor Dan reminds us today that our attitude toward the gifts of the Spirit should be to earnestly desire them. We are to burn with zeal for the gifts of the Spirit. Why do you think that is? When we are desiring the gifts of the Spirit, we move closer to the Spirit. We move in step with Him because we want to learn from Him. Look for the Spirit today and ask Him for more of His gifts. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Joel, chapter 2, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. nice to have somebody with the gift of mercy that will listen to you and, you know, put their arm around you and kind of, you know, poor baby you in a good way. Sometimes you need that. And again, remember, the Holy Spirit wants to speak. He wants to communicate. He wants to minister to you. How is he going to do that? One of the ways is going to be through the gifts of the Spirit. And so, again, how does this work practically? Well, through body life, just as you're together with the body of Christ over a meal before church or getting together for coffee or in a small group or whatever it may be, where now somebody who has the gift of mercy can come alongside and put their arm around and listen and let you talk it out. Or someone you know, with the gift of encouragement, you've had a hard week, you come into church, you get in this conversation, some of the gift of encouragement, that's all right. You know, there's always tomorrow, whatever. I don't have the gift of encouragement. Like, you know, you know <laughs> hang in there, right? Isn't it funny how when we talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, how we immediately go to tongues, right? I've, over the last several weeks, I've had lots of conversations with people in the church about what we're talking about here on Thursday nights. And so many of those conversations come around to tongues. They never come around to mercy or exhortation or helps or service or giving. Those are all gifts of the Spirit also. Now let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. 
Ephesians chapter 4, to the right in your Bible. And again, most of these we've seen elsewhere already. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, and he himself, notice that he himself, this is something that God has done. As he is the head of the body, as he is the head of the church, he himself puts together the body the way that he desires. He himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, that's a new one, and some pastors and teachers. Your translation might say pastor-teacher because of the, the, the grammar structure there. It seems to be talking about one gift, pastor-teacher. So you also have here evangelists, the gift of evangelism, being able to share the gospel with people, declaring the good news of Jesus Christ and the salvation we find in him. And then pastors and teachers. The word pastor means shepherd. That's a gift of the spirit. It's a gift of the spirit to be able to shepherd people, shepherd a congregation, shepherd people uh, through life kind of thing, through different things they may face. Now, look, he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for, here's why, the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Remember, the gifts that are given to us are for the profit of all. They're not for us, the only exception being the gift of tongues. That's the only one that edifies self. All the other gifts are for others. They're for the edifying of the body of Christ. To equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Whatever ministry God has called you to. Whatever ministry God has put you in. You are part of the church. You're part of the body of Christ. You come here on Thursdays. You come here on Sundays. You're maybe in a small group. Or you're meeting with people for coffee and Bible study. Whatever it may be. All of that is equipping time. That's to equip you so that you can go do the work of the ministry. Whatever the ministry is that God has for you. Now, go back to 1 Corinthians 12, and we'll kind of wrap it up. 1 Corinthians 12. And uh, look at verse 11. So he, he lists some of the gifts in verses 8 to 10, 1 Corinthians 12. And then in verse 11, he says, But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. God has given us each a gift as he wills. He works all of this. He brings the body of Christ together. He brings the different gifts together that are needed in a local congregation. It's all according to his will as it pleases him. Now, in verses 12 to 27, Paul compares the church to a human body. Look at verse 12. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. Just as the human body is made up of many different parts, so the church is made up of people with different gifts, and together we make up one body, the body of Christ. For by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free. We've all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. 
Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body, just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? Now, here's what was happening in Corinth. They were abusing and misusing the gifts. The church in Corinth was very carnal, very fleshly. And so they were esteeming gifts. In particular, they were esteeming the gift of tongues. To the point that people that had other gifts, like maybe the gift of helps, they thought, well, I don't really have a gift. Did you ever think that? I don't really have a gift, I guess. Because the gift of tongues was esteemed, or the gift of prophecy was esteemed, and all of the focus was on that. And so then you have people with other gifts, not the gift of tongues, or not the gift of prophecy, and they were like, I, don't, I, guess, I, I guess I'm not part of the body. I don't have a gift. Right? And that's what he's describing here of a human body. You know, if, if an ear would say, well, I'm not an eye, I must not be part of the body then because I'm just an ear. Right? That's what was happening in the church. That's what happens in a lot of churches today with the gifts of the spirit. Where it causes Christians to think, well, I guess I really don't have a gift. I guess I really, I don't have that. Because I don't have that gift that that guy has. And all of the focus is on one gift and it causes people to think, I don't have a gift. Or my gift isn't important or my gift isn't necessary. (laughs) He's saying here, look at verse 19. Well, if they were all one member, where would the body be? If everybody had one, if, if we all had the gift of prophecy, well, we wouldn't be a body. You got to have all the parts. You got to have all the members to create a body. If we just had one gift in operation in this church, we wouldn't be a body. And that's what he's saying here. If they were all one member, where would the body be? But now indeed, there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, well, I have no need of you. Nor again, the head to the feet. I have no need of you. No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker. Look at what verse 22 says. And I want, to, I want, especially if you're here and you're like, well, I don't have the gift of teaching. I don't have the gift of evangelism. I don't speak in tongues. I've never uttered a word of prophecy. I think I just might have the gift of helps. Listen, listen. No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. Notice the word seem to be weaker. He's not saying they are weaker. He's saying to you, Corinthians, you seem to think these other gifts are weaker. Hey, they're necessary for the body. And those members of the body, which we think to be less honorable, not that they are less honorable. This is what you think. On these, we bestow greater honor and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty, but our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care from one another. Here's what he says. Those parts of the body that seem to be less than, 
or not needed or not necessary. He says, no, they're necessary. You need those parts of the body of Christ. You know, you guys come here on a Thursday night. You come here on a Sunday morning. And just for example, you come in. There's coffee main. There's electricity. Lights are on. Sound system's working. There's slides. You come in early on a Thursday. There's a meal here. Like, there's so many other parts of the body of Christ that are working just so I can stand up here and use my gift of teaching. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. But if all those other parts weren't working, I couldn't be up here doing the gift of teaching. The electricity wouldn't be on if people didn't give, right? There'd be no coffee for you to enjoy, no chairs in place for you to sit in so that I can come up here and now use my gift. All those other parts that you don't see, they're necessary so that you can receive from the part that you do see. You understand? And he compares it to a body and he talks about the parts of the body that are hidden are actually the more important parts of the body. You know, in your body, you have organs that are called the vital organs, right? You go into battle, you're going to wear body armor over the vital organs that nobody sees. You're not going to wear body armor over your eyes or over your mouth or over your nose or your ears because you can live without an ear. You can't live without a liver. The liver is more important than your ears, but you don't see the liver. You see your ears, you see your eyes, you see your mouth, you see your nose, you see your hands. But those aren't really the most vital parts of the body. So too in the body of Christ. You see me up here teaching on a Sunday or a Thursday, but this isn't the most vital part of the body. All the other parts that are at work behind the scenes that you don't see. People coming in during the week to clean. To serve. Those are the vital parts of the body that make, make this even a possibility. That's what he's saying here. So if you, have a, if you are here and you're thinking, man, I, I don't, I don't, my gift just seems so small or so insignificant, and I just like to serve, and really, it's a necessary gift. It's necessary. So he goes on, let's just skip down to verse 27 so we can finish up. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually, and God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, administrations, and varieties of tongues. And those tongues is at the end of the list here. Now look at what he says in verse 29. Are all apostles? And the, and the answer is no. All these, the answer is no. Are all apostles? No. Are all prophets? No. Are all teachers? No. Are all workers of miracles? No. Do all have the gifts of healings? No. Do all speak with tongues? No. 
Not everybody speaks with tongues. But you have parts of the church today that say speaking in tongues is the evidence of your salvation. Or speaking in tongues is the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Well, do all speak with tongues? No. Do all interpret? Now look at verse 31. But earnestly desire the best gifts. And yet I show you a more excellent way. Look at verse 31 again, and I promise we're almost finished. What should be, listen, what should be our attitude towards the gifts of the Spirit? We should earnestly desire the gifts of the Spirit. Earnestly desire. The phrase earnestly desire, it means to burn with zeal. To burn with zeal. To burn with zeal. For the gifts of the spirit. Paul uses the same phrase over in chapter 14. Look over at chapter 14 verse 1. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. Look down at chapter 14 verse 12. Even so you since you are zealous for spiritual gifts. Let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. We're to be zealous For spiritual gifts. To burn with zeal. For the gifts of the spirit. I'm not talking about the weird stuff that's happening. That's not of the Holy Spirit. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the real deal. Gifts of the Holy Spirit. We're to be zealous for them. And to earnestly desire the gifts of the spirit. Now some believers are completely closed off to the gifts of the spirit. They're completely closed off to the gifts of the spirit. They want nothing to do with the gifts of the spirit. I've had people, Christians, I've had people in this church who have come up to me. And they start to tell me about their their medical things that they're going through and how much pain they're in and how much discomfort they're in. And they've got an appointment with a doctor and they're hoping. And I will say to them, well, let me pray with you. Let's ask the Lord to heal you. And they'll say, oh, oh no, I don't need prayer. No, I'm, I'm fine. I don't need prayer. Which part of me is thinking, what do you expect me to say as a pastor? Of course, I'm going to offer to pray with you. Like, why'd you. But why did you bring all this stuff up? You just told me you're not okay. But now that I'm saying, well, let's ask the Lord to heal you. Oh, no, no, I don't, I don't want prayer. We're to earnestly desire the gifts of the Spirit. We're to be zealous. For the spirit. Mark chapter 6 verse 5. Jesus was unable. Listen. Jesus was unable to heal people in his hometown of Nazareth. Because of their unbelief. So he didn't heal anybody there. Their unbelief prevented Jesus from healing. We should be zealous for the gifts of the spirit. Some Christians take kind of a passive attitude toward the Holy Spirit. Well the Holy Spirit wants to work in my life. I'm I'm open. And they're passive. Being passive is not the same as earnestly desiring the gifts. It's not the same as being zealous for spiritual gifts. And and we're told here to earnestly desire the gifts. To burn with zeal. He says, earnestly desire the best gifts. What are the best gifts? Well, it depends. Depends on your situation. Depends on what God has called you to. You know, before I teach, you may not believe this, but I actually pray and ask God to give me the gift of teaching. 
and to give me words of prophecy and to give me a word of knowledge. I, I pray for those things because those are the best gifts for me when I'm teaching. When someone comes up for, for prayer and they share something that's going on in their life and I'm praying for a word of wisdom. I don't know what to say to them. I'm praying for a word of wisdom. Uh, if someone is sick and they come to me asking for prayer, I'm praying for healing. I'm asking for the gift of, of healing. So it depends on the situation. Earnestly desire the best gifts for whatever God has called you to do, whatever situation you're in. Earnestly desire the best gift for that, whatever that may be. God wants to speak to us. God wants to communicate to us. And often he will communicate through the gifts of the spirit operating in the church in just a very natural way as we are doing church life together and body life together. God has given each believer in Jesus Christ at least one gift of the spirit for the benefit of the body of Christ. Every believer has a gift. If you're here and you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you're a Christian you already have a gift of the Spirit. God has already given it to you. And my question to you in closing is, do you know what your gift is? Do you know what your gift is? We read through the gifts tonight. Do you know what gift God has given to you? And I would say, if you don't know, if you say, you know, you're thinking, well, I don't really know what it is. Well, what, what is your heart naturally drawn to in the church. You know, the gift will naturally draw you to that particular ministry. I enjoy helping people. I enjoy serving. I enjoy teaching. That's probably the gift that God has given you. So do you know what your gift is? And are you using your gift to minister to the body of Christ? Are you exercising your gift in the body? The Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy to remind him to stir up the gift God gave him. And sometimes we need to stir up the gift God gave us. We kind of let the fire go out. And we need to stir that fire up again, fan it into flame. Are you using your gift to bless others in the body of Christ? Are you earnestly desiring the gifts of the spirit? Do you burn with zeal? For the gifts. Would, would you say Lord. I, I want all that you have for me. I want all that you have for my life. Lord I want you to use me. I want you to use me to minister to other people. Through the gifts that you've given me. Lord I want, to use, I want you to use me to build up others. In the body of Christ. And encourage them. And edify them. Are you earnestly desiring the best gifts for you. Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you for this chapter. And Lord, we do pray and ask, Lord, that, Lord, for those that maybe don't know what their gift is, Lord, that you would show them. And Lord, that you would give us opportunities to use our gifts, Lord, to just minister to each other and build up each other and edify each other, encourage each other in the faith. We thank you, Lord, for all the gifts that you have brought into this local congregation and this church the way that you've assembled us all together. We thank you for the great work of your spirit that you're doing in our midst. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. He asked me how I know and I say bring
Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Joel, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. If you find yourself in a spiritual coma, the book of Joel is a great place to wake up and come to the realization that although God is loving, He's also just. He has no tolerance for unrepentant sin. In these pages of Joel, you'll find disturbing descriptions of the judgment to come on the earth to wipe it clean of sin and evil, but it's all for the purpose of restoring and purifying a sinful world to a state that was intended in the first place. Are you learning and growing through this study in Joel? If you'd like to hear more messages from this series, visit our website, calvaryec.com. You can also subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast. It's a great way to keep connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. While you're visiting our website, you might be interested in learning more about the church that supports this ministry, Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. You can even come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, visit calvaryec.com for details. Thanks for being part of our listening audience. Come again next time for more on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.